This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on, of mice and men and monsters. Zero, this is nothing but what you are. That's why I named you that. I found you in the gutter. And that is where you're going to end up. Why did you lie? Why did you do this to all of us? We would have loved you. We would have loved you. And then she strikes out again mm-hmm. with her rapier. Actually cleaves right through and it separates his head from his neck. So Penny again gets down on a knee to get eye level to twist and says, Hey, thank you so much for taking care of Pip. Can I ask a favor of you? Can you keep an eye on him a little longer for me? And then looks at A1 and Bertram and says, I'm ready to go. And then just walks out the door. Well, welcome, everyone, to, as you can already see by the title on this episode, a little bit of a one-off, a a one-shot, as it were. Uh, (laughs) uh, Feel free, boys and girls, to drink every time you uh, hear me say that phrase, because that has now become my filler phrase. No ums, no hemming and hawing. It's as it were, for some reason... Once you lift that veil, you hear it everywhere. Uh, so classy. Yeah. It makes you sound so sophisticated. Oh, yes. As it were. Except when you say it every other, every other I sentence. I know. Now, those of you who never noticed will notice it. So feel free. If you're having alcoholic libations or just a mug of tea as I am right now, feel free every time you hear it. Take a drink. So, you guys, it's a, it's a one-off episode because at this very moment, I think our, our beloved Aaron, a.k.a. Awen, is flying. I think he is he's on an airplane or at the very least he's not with us right now uh so we are just he's no longer with us <laughs> yeah i was like but not in a dead way he's gone to a better place arizona yes. oh no not true <laughs> okay he's gone to be a, okay. dead in california than alive in arizona sorry aaron i just had to quote rest of development <laughs> literally so it is just the three of us tonight, just Adam, Kimmy, and myself. So we are going to be doing a special episode where we still take a piece of classic literature. And tonight it is Treasure Island. Quite a few Woo-hoo! of our listeners have Woo-hoo! requested this work. So 
Woohoo! Uh, we're going to be doing Treasure Island tonight. And to give you uh, a, an idea, to give you context of where we are in the timeline, tonight's one shot episode is going to take place back on the island uh, a couple days before our three adventurers left for Gatsby's party. So they have just arrived. Uh, back from Old Smoke. Old Smoke. Yeah, we yeah. just finished the Oliver Twist arc. A lot of crazy things happened. Uh, the three of them are closer than ever. They're discovering new things about themselves. Penny, Penny killed her father figure. Pe- Penny killed her father figure and gave her her beloved mouse away um, and is is no longer randomly turning pink at the edges. So we're we're there. And we have just a little little sweet episode for you guys tonight. So we hope you, you enjoy this. So let's, let's jump in. So Bertram, Penny, you guys just got back to the island a day ago. And this is your first full day. And as you're maybe meandering around, you two, you, you guys remember you share the apartments, the, the tree house together. So what is your morning routine like you just got done with something crazy like i don't know penny killing your father figure i don't know bertram you turning giant and reading minds and then possibly (laughs) scarring a small child for the rest of his life with the (laughs) image that you you have uh awen is off doing some early training with friar tuck and so it's just the two of you yeah, I mean, man, we haven't really talked about this apartment or this little place that we live, so I don't even know what it looks like. Do you guys want to do a little little um, world building with me? Do you want to do a little okay. apartment building with me? You want to do a little interior decorating? Mm-hmm. Sounds wonderful. Are we in a tree? You are up in a tree. Yes, it is a legitimate it. tree house. It's I'm amazing. Pull, I'm going to pull up some inspo. Okay. We're gonna build your your Pinterest board for your treehouse. Well, don't you remember? Do you guys ever watch that Discovery show where Nels or Animal Plant show Nelson Treehouse, whatever one, where it was like Treehouse Masters? No, I think, I think oh, I've seen uh, bits of it, and they are insane. Yeah, it's wild. They're beautiful. Anyway, so I'm just gonna look at some treehouses while we talk about this. Don't mind me. So, you, what what would be? Let's let's think of it this way. You you have limited resources. We are. A rebel band, you know, a small alliance of people up against probably a more powerful and well-funded group in the spotted hand. But still, you're not a ragtag bunch. You do have some some finances, some resources, some capabilities, especially with the specialties of the Swiss family backing you. So you do have, while not everything you could possibly want i would say like what what would be the one thing the one facet the one feature that your character would want in a treehouse abode well i the i don't know if it's the the thing that bertram would most want but i know something that would befit him i think i was just thinking to myself Bertram probably doesn't like sleep in a bed because he doesn't really sleep that way. Again, maybe he did back with the Featherfoot family just so it didn't look weird or or off-putting of just like standing <laughs> and powering down. So I like the idea of 
in my corner of this place, if there is a corner, I like the idea of having these very like luxurious kind of uh, curtains that come down, almost like uh, something from a theater. Like maybe it's kind of like red curtains that hang down. And so as I'm tucked away in the corner and just standing up, it just looks like, you know, you wouldn't even know I'm there. But when I'm ready to wake up, I can shink the curtain aside <laughs> and come out like I'm coming out on stage, like a like a player about to begin and coming out for all of his uh, the audience to to marvel at. That's the only thing I could think of. I like that idea. Also, I don't want Bertrand. I don't want uh, Awen and Penny messing with me while I'm sleeping, even though I'm still able to see what they're doing. Well, I, I mean, that- I'm the only one that actually sleeps, so yes. I feel like I should be worried about you guys messing with me when I sleep. True, true. I think all three of you have equal anxiety about being messed with in your meditation, sleep, trance, powering down, uh, to the point where I could see the three of you just designating different corners or different areas of this of this treehouse as untouchable like this is my corner do not do not cross this threshold so i can Mm -hmm. see that like as as just a spoken agreement between the three of you and for bertram then yours would be an actual physical barrier to remind them of that agreement i have this nice thick red velvet curtain (laughs) when it is closed do not come near (laughs) yes um I think there are two places in a treehouse that Penny would like, and neither are inside. Um, I think it would be wonderful if this treehouse had a bit of a crow's nest section, like something up top and up high where she can get in the tree and just sort of keep an eye on things. Up high is where Penny tends to feel safe, um, where she can watch things and just sort of think about things from a different angle. Um, I also, I mean, can I just like add another feature to this treehouse? Is this okay? Yes. Yes. I think there's a hammock that swings underneath the treehouse, but still, you know, above ground uh, pretty far. And so she likes to climb down into this hammock. And I think that's where she usually ends up sleeping. I like that. So you're you find your repose either on the very top or the very bottom. Yes. And no matter what, it's outside. Yes. Um, she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind the indoors. Like she's not. She's not wild like about that. She's not. Oh, how do I say this? None of this is being said correctly. She's fine indoors, but she is more comfortable, I think, in these outdoor spaces. She doesn't want to feel trapped. Yeah, not being confined or whatever. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So, Bertram, you you power on for the day. You reach out luxuriously after the first really good sleep you've had in a, a couple nights slowly draw those velvet curtains back and stretch a bit as just everything comes to life within you this vi- vitality like bubbling within within you and you you feel that familiar pull of that beloved blood really kind of bubble inside you and it it warms you to not feel so alone and you start to look around and and you notice where's penny where's awen nobody's there Oh, yeah, you remembered. Awen said he would be out, but Penny didn't say she had anywhere to be. Yeah, I think I would kind of look around, and it seems very much like Penelope and Awen are the outdoorsy type and maybe don't care so much about what they track in. So I think it probably wouldn't take me long to see kind of like maybe like dirt footprints or some kind of marking, some kind of trail of like dirt or leaves that have come in and out 
and I noticed that it's not going towards like what's supposed to be the main entrance, the, the main door to use. So I go out kind of by the, the maybe the outdoor balcony or, or, um, or my, uh, like an, an opening, like an opening window, whatever. And I would crane my head out that and would probably catch Penelope swinging. Uh, did, you, did you say underneath? Where R is like it's still like way high up in the in the up the tree, but it's beneath our kind of room. Yeah. So if you go out to the front railing just outside the front door and you kind of bend over and look over the side, you would you would see at least like her feet swinging back and forth, like coming into view and disappearing. And you know that she's in her hammock, just swaying in there. The vibe is very much that thing under Cloud City. Sorry, this was not important. Oh, Cloud City and Star Wars. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Penelope, how many times have I told you, can we keep the indoors inside and the outdoors outside? I don't need to be cleaning up after you two like children. No one said you had to clean up after us, Birdie Bot. Uh, and I don't know why the indoors being outside and the outside being inside is such a big deal. You it, are choosing to do that, not me. It... Uh, a happy home is a clean home, and this place is not clean right now. I'm the only one doing the chores. Has no one looked at the chore list that I created? We got back yesterday. You already made a chore list? Yes, of course. How would you call any of this dirty? None of this is dirty, Bertram. So I don't know why you have to be so worked up. Relax. This is nice. We just had a terrifying experience that I don't want to think about right now. So why don't you come get in this hammock? And she kind of scoots over. Um, or maybe there's a second hammock. Poof, second hammock is there. Magic. Magic of world building. This is, uh, this is how uh, the, this works. I made a hammock with my mind. And she points <laughs> at it and says, come, why don't you sit out here? It's, it's nice. How would I get there? Are we thinking? We think it's like climbing out through the window or is it like, is there a balcony I'm going to, or is it like just leaping out and kind of falling down? I imagined, what are those ladders, Jacob's ladders that pop down and pop up? I imagine mm-hmm. there's like a little one that you can climb down and then push yourself, like jump into gotcha. a Um Again, very cloud city. Yeah. I mean, I think I would entertain it and I would start going down and I would try and stretch my foot out there. Um, but the moment it gets like wobbly and unsure of myself, I would just kind of go back and just stand there on the edge and I wouldn't try it. You were so close, Bert, Bertie. You were so close. You can do, come on. It's not that far. Next time I have things to clean. I don't have time <sighs> for your childish games laying out here like some kind of animal. And suddenly you hear break? suddenly you hear a whistle from below. Just a fam- and a familiar voice pipes up. Bertram, forget about cleaning. We got some work to do. I have a fun adventure for us today. And looking down on the forest floor, you see a familiar tabaxi figure, and it's Millie. Millie, did it ever cross your mind that I find cleaning to be fun? Oh, I don't care what you find fun. I, I just want some company, and I got some fun things for us to do. Also... I have scones. And Ooh, she's, scones? Yes. We just got a new... <laughs> we just got a new uh, cook on board. And uh, it, it really... He is 
brilliant with the baking. It's like his season for it. So I have, I think, blueberry in here, lavender, lemon, rosemary, and some secret scone. Don't know what's in there, but there's only one way to find out. Get your butts down here and let's go on an adventure. Ooh, Penny just looks at Bertram and says, secret scone, and then jumps on the ladder and it goes all the way down and she like, she pops down to the ground and then immediately pulls her hand out for a scone. And she just holds the, holds the bag out to you. It's like, choose wisely. Ooh, secret. And then she grabs a secret scone. What do you taste? Ooh, what a good question. Carrot and ginger. Boom. You got carrot and ginger. And you notice, too, that there's like this light dusting of frosting on the top. And it is. It better be. Yeah, and it's a maple. Just a light <gasps> maple glaze. Ooh, mm-hmm. this is so good. I think there's raisins. Bertram. <laughs> You can't eat this, but I can tell you about it. Mm. Yeah, Bertram is like describe it. Bertram is winding his way down again, going the the way it's supposed to be down the steps, uh, and and kind of catches up. Oh yes, scone, something else that's uh, not exactly fun for me. But all right, you you know it's like when you have you ever gone to a children's party and. None of the adults are having fun, but you see that the children are having fun, so you just let them have their fun. That's kind of the situation we have going on right now. Millie just gives Penny a side eye and raises an eyebrow and looks back at you. I don't think either of us can say we've been to kids' parties. But hey, whatever uh, analogy you want to give us for the fact that you're feeling left out, that's fine. But yeah, Fagan wasn't a real fan of parties. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that. Anyways, you guys want to find some treasure? Treasure? Yeah. They just leave that lying around here? Yeah, what? Okay, okay, okay. Back up, back up, back up. Context, Millie. Context. I know. I always throw show up with scones. By the way, way, Penelope, I think that's the most excited I've ever seen you about scones. Well, you haven't ever seen me with scones, have you? I, I haven't. Sorry, it's been a while. The last time, you know, I saw you guys was, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, you guys were like jumping off my boat and into the ocean and we didn't really have a proper goodbye, which, hey, I've missed you. I've been busy. Enough about me. Heard you guys had a crazy trip. Let's use this as a time to catch up. Anyways, I know I was burying the lead. Let's get back into it. So we have on this island a lot of cool things. Yes. Well, there's some pockets of it, apparently, that the Swiss family, pockets of their dimension falls through, and both good mag- magic and bad magic, light magic and dark magic will pop through. And so sometimes items come out of that. Just poof, there they are. And it really works because, whew, hang on, sugar high. Anyways, in some of these pockets of this, we can get some cool things from my ship because I have to make trade and bring in money to fund our little venture here. But also Agatha was asking if we could get her some iron ore. Apparently she's really into that stuff and building things and she has some projects she wants to work on. So it all lines up. I said I'd do her a favor, but she also mentioned that parts of the island were dangerous. So my job is to get a few people to help me. Would you guys be in? Can we bring the scones? We can bring the scones. They're nice and Great, warm. Great, I'm in. Yes. Well, and I figured you might be into this as well. And she looks over her shoulders like, will you hurry up? 
and you see hobbling over the crest of the <laughs> of the hill is Crusoe, and he is he has like one crutch. Just uh, he's still hobbling on one crutch because the last time you saw him, he was greatly injured from his time oh, yeah, in there. Um, yeah. Hey, he's like, what? No, who? What? I don't know what you are talking about. I'm here for scones and scones only. Whatever. I'm sorry. Did you say that there's danger on this island? I thought this was supposed to be a safe haven for the Greenhoods. Crusoe finally makes it up. Mm, it is a safe haven, yeah, but it's also a pocket where they, to keep us safe, a lot of their excess magic gets dumped in here too. And that can manifest in some really strange ways, especially since this existed long before us. So we're just borrowing something from them. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't really understand how a pocket dimension works. So it sounds like the Swiss family is holding this in their pocket and they created this island, but their powers are released here too? I, I, I don't understand. I can't make heads or tails of it. Yeah, sorcery and artificery, when you combine the two of them, it, sometimes you, you have some excess stores of magic, especially from the machinery that they make. So it needs to be stored I mean, somewhere or else it explodes in, outward. You sorcery know, and artificery, I mean, you're, you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, and, Birdie. Excess pockets of magic. Come on, get on board. That doesn't mean that I understand it. I don't understand how I work. Okay, so Bertram, have you ever been using magic and uh, by the way i don't know how it's amazing that you're able to use magic you're like the only only one of you that i've heard of that uses magic but (sighs) don't get to your head (laughs) yeah and then he he spies the fact that you're you're eating a, a scone and he's like hey penny can i have a bite uh i mean like sure there's a lot of them i know but that one smells amazing (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it is. It's carrot and ginger. And then she hands it. He bites it out of your hand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then he just goes right back to it. Why is Crusoe so smooth? In my head, he's Timothy <laughs> just asking you, Just asking you about the scone. I know, we, we did. But, we, he, but he took a bite out of my hand. So he like helped. He made oh. me. Do you, you have that? You have him eating out of your hand, Penny. It literally. I just, this is very smooth. Like young it's like the old. It's like, it's like the old screwball comedies where you take, the woman likes the match and you hold her hand and bring the match lit hand towards <laughs> your cigarette. Yes. I'm down. Yeah. It's All like these weirdly tropes. sexy. No, again, in my mind, he's just like Timothy. Chalamet, who is basically every boy I was in love with uh, in <laughs> high school and college, had was just looked like Timothy Chalamet to me. To me. <laughs> so anyway, please continue. No, so he he continues munching. He's like, okay, you you have cast magic, right, Bertram? I saw you yes. you, you do it finally when we were able to, and and the whole prison just went mm-hmm. in chaos. So whenever you cast, do you notice that? builds up in you like there's this excess amount does it oh, ever that have totally a happens to him that totally happens to him and it's really weird yeah well okay kettle calling something black uh, uh we all have our, qu- our quirks but yes it does it feels a little a little untrained uh, i'm still learning to use magic but yes it does feel rather volatile at times and i can't always control it 
that's magic in this world, especially when you combine man-made things like machinery mm. and what artificers especially work with, and then nature-made things such as magic, which still the source of it we have no idea. And so the best, at least this this is what my mom kept trying to to explain to me, and even she doesn't know. So you're really hearing it like fifth hand down. But the best I can guess is that that's how they keep any like bad explosions happening in their laboratory especially so they they Mm. don't want that and so they find ways to store it in safe ways and then just in small bits siphon back from it but since we're here and we're using this pocket dimension they're not going to even tap into it it's just there so they haven't been able to siphon it back out Mm. so it just finds an area of the island and it tends to go where valuable things are and we're and this isn't this isn't the treasure we're looking for. That's just an, an an extra element that's out here that we might come across. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't think we'll be able to. I don't know how you harness that. That's an interesting thought. I never thought of that. Hmm. And he, he well, just well, he, what he, is this treasure? What is this treasure? Is it the iron ore, or is that just something else we're looking for? And Millie butts in it. So it's kind of twofold. We're getting some iron ore, some precious iron ore that's imbued with a little bit of that magic for Agatha, for her, her tinkering. You've you got to go buy her workshop. She's an amazing, just smithy, but she also creates these beautiful works of art. So really, if you can, maybe tomorrow, go see her. Uh, but we're getting that for her. And then we also know, because this is attracted to artifacts, to valuable pieces that also slip through when they're siphoning their own powers, it, it's I don't know I don't know what it's gonna look like but Robin and Marion said like I could have whatever we found and there's rumor that it's just the stockpile of some cool magical shit that I can resell and hey if you're with me you can have some I like that really if That's you guys if you guys help me with this cash and by cash I mean C-A-C-H-E <laughs> uh, then really once I get it all and I get it all categorized. I have some other cool stuff that you can come onto my ship, on, onto the Pequod, and I'll sell you some for a cool friends and family discount. And then I might have some free things for you, but come on by and bring Awen like, with you. I, I you know, I like it would be free. weird if I gave you things and not him. I think that would be totally fine. This is his loss. He had, he decided to go off and make jalapeno poppers all day. So I really think this was on oh, him. Oh, dude, I saw him this morning. He was not only, yeah, he was chowing down on those things, but he was like running around naked too. I don't know mm. what kind of training he's doing with Friar Tuck, but it, druid shit, right? Druids are so embarrassing. Trust me, I've cleaned the messes. Oh, God. Say no more. No one asked you to. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the break to say hi. How you doing? Thanks for joining us for this interesting episode. (laughs) A little bit off the beaten track, but still well worth a listen, and I'm glad you're here for that. I am just going to be on here real quick first to say thank you for listening. Second, to invite you to join us on Patreon. If you haven't yet, uh, you can find the link in our description box and click on that, or you can go to patreon.com and search of mice and men and monsters. I want to give a special shout out to our newest patrons. So a big mwah and a hug and pinching your little cheeks. Thank you to Kayla Littlejohn, Mel B, Adrian Cross, Artemis Gray, and Dustin Rimmy. Thank you for joining our Omamam fam. We are really just blown away that you guys are here with us and, and we love chatting with you on our private discord we love interacting with you on a regular basis having special content just for you to enjoy and so if you dear listener are not yet a part of this patreon and would like to support us in even the smallest way come find us come join our community that's building there and take part in all the cool bonus content The third and final thing I'm going to invite you to do tonight is to leave us a rating and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go on there and leave us a quick rating. Just takes a second to do to click on however many stars you'd like to give us. And then maybe a minute or two more to leave a very quick review. It means the world to us. We do read what you have to say. And not only does it bolster our our own confidence in this show, but it allows more and more people to find us and to also join you in this crazy journey we're all on. So please leave us a rating review. It takes a few minutes. That's it. And we are so indebted to that. And with that, that's enough for me. Let's get back to the show. All right, so you guys are going to go on just a, a corner of the island. Uh, well, hold that... on. Is, is Ishmael coming with us? Oh, no. He's, he's going to be back at the uh, Pequod. He can check in uh, any time. I mean, he is my familiar, and any time I need to call him, he poof, writes into existence. Isn't that right, Ish? And all of a sudden, you hear this little on her uh, shoulder, and you see the little chameleon. Hey, hey what's up, guys? What's up? Ishmael, when did you get so cool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Ishmael, if I, if I were to call you, could you pop up like that? Does that only work with Millie? No, no. I, I, I have, a, I have a, a link, I guess, a, a psychic link with Millie. So, you know, as much as, I, as much as I think it would be fun to hang out in that plumage, I, I, I can't really do too much, you know. 
I look over at uh, Penelope and like, that's why it never worked with Pip. You never, you didn't understand that important connection. We had a connection. It just was a different kind of connection, Birdie. Um, and then Penny turns to Ishmael and say, Ishmael, can you do that thing with your hands where they open and close in that special way chameleons do, please? He rolls like one of his little chameleon <laughs> eyes and like in a way that's just, it, it conveys irritation and yet excitement too. You can see like it's all facade. And he just slowly just raises his two little hands and just does that little... And as they're like in front of his eyes, he kind of like looks around his little eyes in, in different directions. And, you know, he's like, yeah, <clears throat> where, where is Pip? Where's the little guy? Pe- Penny, who had been uh, opening and closing her hands uh, with Ish because she was so delighted, just sort of lets him down. And she goes, he's in a better place. Oh, God. What? How'd he die? Oh, no. Like, literally, he's with uh, he's with a child uh, and. And the Dickens. So he's, I, I think he's just going to help. Uh, he's going to help Oliver. So. Oh, Oliver. And her voice. Okay. Well, hey, I, I, I'm sorry for your lot. Lo- oh, God. Um, I'm going to go back to the ship. And he just pops off. I was say, you could make it better by keeping doing that. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Millie just sh- sighs and shakes her head. Sorry. He's. He's, he's not good with awkward situations, and especially if he feels guilty. So he it's does that. people skills when you're a chameleon. I get it. No, he Irish goodbyes all over the place. So he just pops out and in whenever he wishes. So the four of you start your uh, venturing off towards a far side of that island. And you're looking for just this area where there's deposits of darker energy and magic. Um, and as you get closer, Crusoe grabs uh, something out of his, his pocket and he kind of stops and, and like stretches his neck. And he's like, man, I cannot wait until the healers get back tonight and I don't have to hobble around like this. This is a pain. Anyways, uh, I, we have this and he pulls out this, this sheet of paper. It's like, the, this is like the for some reason, I don't know, it's maybe the Swiss family have an interesting sense of humor, or Marion does, but she wrote this down for us, and it's going to help us find more specifically where to find this, this treasure on the island. And he hands it to you, Penny. Yeah, Penny opens it and gives it a look. On, the, on this little s- small piece of paper, you see written in a very elegant script that is clearly what you've seen Marion write in before. And it says, tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-northeast, skeleton island east-southeast, and by east, 10 feet. Why? Hmm. Who wrote these instructions? Miriam could have been clearer if she wanted to. She's not trying to hide this from us, is she? I I don't think so. She said that it's what the Swiss family said. It's where they last thought it would be. Spyglass shoulder. I mean, tall tree. I mean, that seems to make enough sense. Do, is, do you two know of like the tallest tree or one that's like high up on a cliff or a mountain? Do you, is, this a, a known, <laughs> is this a known landmark here on the island? Crusoe pipes up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, there's one place that I've heard, I mean, there is one 
giant ass tree uh, on an area of the island. It could be that. Uh, it's, well, you have to cross through some marshes, but it's the only one I can think of for this. Adam and I just made the exact same face of like, ew, ew. Bertram would not marshes. be a fan. Bertram would yeah. not be a fan. Yeah, Penny turns to Bertram and goes, ooh, Bertram, marshes, those are always so clean. Yeah. Um, I, I say we start there. Long, what's, the, what's the long way around? There, All there, right, fine, there is, fine. <laughs> there is no long way around, but hey, uh, I'm with you. Here I am with my basic peg leg and uh, this crutch. So it's, it, you and me are going to make a pretty sight, Bertram. How far away is it? How, how far away is it through the, through the marsh? Well, by my accounts, I mean, we, could, we can make it there in just a couple hours. It's, it's, not, it's not that far. Uh, we're, we're treading through the marsh. Like, oh, for, no, no, for no, 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 no. No, God, I've never gone through the, the marshes. Uh, I don't know. The last time, I, it would probably take us a couple hours to get to the marsh, but I don't know, 10 minutes over the marsh. It's, it's, it, the marshes themselves shouldn't be too bad. So it's more like a marsh rather than multiple marshes. I guess, yeah. If we don't really minutes. have. We've kind of been pretty damn busy around here. We haven't been to all parts of the island, so this is my best guess. It, and the island itself like changes slowly over time. So the last that we think we heard of it is just the, the there were marshes, uh, but they weren't too big? Question mark. Man, I was hoping to come here as a guide, and I'm not being a good guide, am I? <laughs> Sorry, I I just wanted to come along. And you see, like a, no. a little bit of a, a <laughs> you see a little <laughs> bit of a <laughs> dusting. <laughs> like the is it like the anime style where it just little, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little like red lines on the yeah, cheek? Yeah, very cute. No, Penny's like no, no, you're doing a good job. I just uh, I don't know ten. I usually need twenty minutes for me to call it the marshes. You know what I mean? Ten minutes, just marsh. Uh, anyway, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's go then. She got embarrassed. <laughs> and so, yes, I'm, I'm not going to have us like this episode. I will, I will do it just like in Lord of the Rings where, and they walked and they walked, uh, no, no problem with that. Um, so you guys go and as you're walking, the surroundings do change and, and you notice thickets of green nutmeg trees are dotted here and there with the red columns and the broad shadow of the pines. And you, the first mingle, you see this mingling of spices with aroma of other trees in the air. And besides that, it, the air is fresh and it's stirring. And this under the sheer sunbeams is a wonderful refreshment to your senses, especially after being in such a dark, dank place as uh, Old Smoke had been for what seemed like the longest time. Uh, so. As you walk, Crusoe bumps your shoulder, Penny. He says, you know, that there's an area of the island that, that I'd like to show you if, you if you want to go on a walk tomorrow. And I should be off my crutch by then. So much better for, for doing some hiking, if, if you want. Yeah, I mean, cool. Sounds, uh, this is all beautiful. It sounds fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Great, cool. And she eats another scone. Oh, a hike, you say? Oh, I love hikes. Where are we going? <laughs> Sorry, the, how do I put this? Um, 
I wasn't inviting you. Oh, you put that really well. That was so clear. I mean, hurtful, but <laughs> all right. I guess I'll just go hang out with Agatha then. But re- real quick, what, what, as, as we're walking, uh, I still want to ask him, you, you mentioned the healers. Have you mentioned them before? Who are these healers you speak of? Oh, yeah, we, we, have, we have a couple healers on hand. They're just people that, that Marion used to work with, uh, fellow clerics that were really on the, the medic side of things. I mean, are we talking like deep, tish, deep tissue massage? Or, 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 or what is this? Some kind of pampering no, they, for healing? No, they're, they're good at mending. They're, they're, they're good at, at spells that, that help with mending. I mean, usually we use it for setting you know, setting breaks and splints and all that and making sure bones are mended, but they're pretty damn good at their job. Uh, we haven't had to do any serious surgery because we haven't had any crazy skirmishes, but things seem to be picking up these days, and you guys really are bearing a lot of the brunt. Are you guys okay? I mean, I'm still emotionally hurt that I can't go on this hike, but otherwise, yes, I suppose. Oh, Bertram, you'll be all right. You'll heal quickly. And she just pats him on the large metal. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it's like for when, when you get hurt, Bertram. Um, that, that would be fascinating if you ever got hurt like that. I, I don't know what they do. I, I'm sure they could handle something. Like I said, they're, they're Everyone brilliant. always says that about me. They always look at me and, and want to picture me in danger and say, fascinating. As if the, <laughs> the, everyone's so excited about the idea of it. Oh, oh what, what, does you, what do your innards look like? Uh, oh, fascinating, a heart beating outside your body. Yeah, it's not a pleasant thought for anybody. Oh, Bertram, Bertram, you know what he meant. I'm sorry, no one wants to see you get hurt. You're just the most unique thing any of us have ever seen. Don't you like being special? Oh, you know I do, Penelope. I know you do. There, there, tut, tut. Now run along. <laughs> Bertram, you eventually fall in step like a, a little bit backwards. Uh, you know, you, you, you let Penny and, and you read Crusoe the damn go room. ahead. Yeah, you, you kind of let them the go ahead. And, and you, <laughs> you feel, you feel uh, her, her paw. Uh, you feel Millie's paw on your, on your arm. Man, didn't, didn't read that situation, did you? Didn't, didn't really pick up on that. What situation? <laughs> he asked her on a date. Penelope? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who other her is here other than me and her? I... I mean... Uh, All right, you're wow. struggling a lot right now, Bertram. I, I need, I need to process this. What? She, I, I know, I know, Bertram. Not your type. I get it. You weren't thinking of her in that way. But some people do. She's 19. Boom. <laughs> take a drink. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> That's my as it were, as it were. <laughs> as it were, as it were, as it were. Uh, <laughs> So as you're still processing this, Bertram, you notice that the area that you're entering into is, is kind of starting to change. And where it was fresh and warm and bright 
starts to become a little darker and danker and you see the area filled with ahead it's filled with pits of brackish water covered with deep layers of what look like older almost ancient blackened leaves and I'm going to ask both you, Bertram, and you, Penny, to make an investigation check. Thirteen. Nineteen. She rolled nineteen. I rolled a fifteen, but then I have plus four. Nice. <laughs> she rolled a nineteen. Penny. Oh, wait, I get it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Penny. I got sleepy. Penny, you're you're in the middle of of you know talking, and your your thoughts are kind of racing as you're with Crusoe. But you notice out of the corner of your eye that one of those areas where the water is starting to fill in, and it looks a little murkier. That it it the air starts to become almost thick with with what you would consider menace around you. And Crusoe keeps talking as if he doesn't even notice it. And before he can take a few more steps, you see about five feet in front of him, a pit, a pit that's filled with water, um, and he's heading straight towards it. Whoa, 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 hey, 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 and she, like, comes and she, like, grabs him by, like, both arms, so uh, he doesn't, she doesn't want the crutch, right? Mm -hmm. So she, like, and she, like, pulls him back. Do they trip and fall adorably? (laughs) Yes, yes, they do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you push him back and you land on top of him. Oh, it's so cute. It's like the Lion King. And then Bertram sees this and is like, oh, I'm sorry, I still need to process this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Millie looks around. Well, good job, Penny, a little bit over the top, but none of us fell in. That would have really sucked and put us back some time. So I guess these are the marshes? Question mark? Probably singular, but yeah, looks pretty bad. As Penny kind of rolls off, very embarrassed. Yeah, and you do. You see all around you just this kind of dark, murky water, and then parts that are even just like more ominous looking, and the the shallows kind of rush in and come back out, and rush in, come back out, and you can see that they are just underwater pits um, that would swallow you up if you were to. Be so unwary as to wander into mm. it. Gross. So now I have shape water, which is a cantrip. I'm wondering, can is that lame? If I'm just like I harden all the water, or I it says uh, freeze the water. Yeah, provided there are no creatures in it, the water unfreezes in one hour. So I could freeze portions of this, and it's a cantrip, so I can do it as many times as I want. But each time I do it, the op- the chance of me blowing up would happen. I see. Oh, so that's you. a risk I'm willing to take. So yeah, Bertram, seeing this, uh, these little spots of of water, this brackish water, I would pull uh, pull my quill out, and at the nearest one, seeing the one that Crusoe almost fell in, I would take the quill, point it at it, and I would cast Shape Water on that first little spot to try and freeze the top of it make it a more like walkable path maybe not completely safe it's certainly not all the way frozen through but maybe like the 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 top part of it is yeah you do that but you also roll to see uh what happens 
Yeah, that just was cast a, some that was a magic. All right. I'm six, so I'm good. Okay. I'm going to restart for this one. I'm going to restart my wild magic surge. So, uh, so now it's at uh, one to two. So, yeah, I do that, and I gesture for Penelope and Millie and Crusoe to walk across it to see if it works. Oh, that's so kind. Again, um, Penny, very seemingly gentlemanly, but really it's like, let's see if this works. <laughs> Penny softly like toes it. Um, is probably the lightest person. She's pretty small, so toes it and kind of tests it with her feet. Um, I imagine it's good. It is. It holds. Great. Then Penny uh, looks back to Crusoe and sort of nods him forward, and then they slowly cross the marsh. Yep, do do we all think this is the best? Do we all think this is the best? course of action here freezing this or or hopping over things i mean i feel bad for the frogs but otherwise i think it's fine it's just the top layer and I, it's I, like winter and yeah exactly exactly and i and i think that uh with this spell I, I don't believe it freezes creatures inside of it it would just need to it would just freeze the water and we're only doing it for a short amount of time so carry on birdie i'm right behind you okay so I just keep doing it. Do you want to give me a number of how many times I'm doing this? Or do you want us to like roll to like... With the, the amount of space for your spell and the amount of space you would have needed to get onto the next level grounding outside of these pits of water, um, you would need to cast the spell just twice more. So okay. you can roll two times more. And the spell itself is going to hold. I mean, that it's a strong enough okay. spell. You don't need to roll to see, you know, against anything. You're more just rolling to see what happens with your magic and if it holds. Gotcha. Okay. Here's the, here's, it's all, all I have to do it three times in total. So two right. More times. So just twice okay. more. That was a 13. So now it's for the last one, it's one, two, or three. That was a 12. So now it's one, two, three, or four for me. So. I successfully casted uh, Shape Water on each of these. I undo it as soon as we like successfully all make it over. I let it thaw, and then I go to the next one, and I cast it for each one as we gradually make our way over these little spots of, uh, of seemingly dangerous deep water. Great. Yeah, you do that. You make it across, and nobody falls in, and you carry on. And, and just up ahead, you see... Like over the crest of the next hill, a large looming tree. And it looks like this hybrid between a big ass palm tree and yet the top of it, the, the branches themselves and the leaves slope downwards gently like a weeping willow. So it has the height and trunk of a big uh, palm tree, but then the fronds themselves are more akin to that of a weeping willow. I've never seen anything like that before. What do you call that kind of tree? Uh, according to the paper, tall tree. <laughs> oh, specific. Cool. Yeah, simple. Um, simple. You know. Penny goes up and immediately touches it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you're, you got to head over this hill. So. You're dead. <laughs> I love how, I I love how, many ti- how many times do you, Kimmy, say, I go and do it. I'm I like, you have... And- I'm like, you have I go up and lick 200 it. <laughs> feet between you and said thing. It's over a hill. <laughs> it's just so oh, big. Oh, pardon. You're like, I, I didn't realize. I was just like, oh, I see it. I just went up. And how many Kimmy, times do you say, I go and touch it? it? 
when Kimmy sees a tree, she decides she should touch it because a friend once said, when's the last time you touched a tree? And that really stuck with me. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Penny slowly walks towards it to touch it. Uh, yeah, you make it to the top of the hill and you could just it's, it's like you you feel like you just sprint down and touch this tree. And looking back behind you, you see this stretch of land that you have crossed. You see um, the beautiful swaying oaks that you pass through. You see the dark brackish water that you made your way over, still frosted over with Bertram's cantrip. Um, but then your eyes also scan the really just the the sky above and almost as if you have missed it's like you feel like did I misread something what is happening and in the blink of an eye the skies above you darken and crash together and this really one of those torrential downpours that you really see at the end of summer just like falls down around you and you're caught in this little storm um, and it's, it's such that you you don't think that you could really press forward much more because the tree, the, the, the rain is so thick, the droplets coming at such a torrential manner that you have a hard time even seeing the tree. We have to find shelter real quick. Can you two see anything up there? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to see traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power. And the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascal Gar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.